Blackhawks Live. It always helps when you win. Go Blackhawks! That's hockey, baby! From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, it's time for Blackhawks Live. Let's pull back the curtain, go behind the scenes of your favorite hockey team. That's what we're here for, guys, to win. Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Kane and Taves Drive. Here's Chris Bowden and Nick Gismondi. And welcome into another edition, push back, as we said, a day because there was an important matter at hand last night in our usual time slot. The Blackhawks were facing the Detroit Red Wings and had themselves a 3-2 overtime victory. They have now won five of their last six in starting a six-game road trip. Welcome into Blackhawks Live, a abbreviated version tonight. We have Northwestern basketball coming up at 745. But as we say hello to Nick Gismondi, as I look at him on our Zoom feed, we're both wearing our Blackhawks swag. Nick, we only wish you were here for many reasons, but more primarily this week, we needed a hand shoveling here in Chicago. Uh, we, we could have used you know, a little extra manpower here to clear the streets. Boats, you guys got buried. We did. What do you have out there in uh, Colorado? Just a dusting? You know, yeah, it's very you know, you ski right out there for a living. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I got up to the mountains uh, the other day and got a little skiing in, but it's uh, we don't have anything on the ground here down in, in the foothills. Poor and babies. It was, it was dash 12, though, the other day, so it was cold. So okay. we didn't really go outside, but I don't have... 14 inches of snow. No, no. Yeah, we we could have used uh, some extra manpower here. So uh, about last night, you know, Jeremy accepted the two points, uh, but made it very clear he wasn't ready to accept the way that they got those two points and and, uh, how they played. Uh, Message clearly sent afterwards, both publicly, I'm sure in that room afterwards, and at practice again today. But there is still something to be said in this growth process, Nick, uh, about finding ways to win these games. Uh, That being said, a repeat performance tomorrow night and a repeat performance against the likes of Carolina and Columbus to finish out this road trip, uh, you're not going to be quite as fortunate. Well, you know, it's just like we talked about. Two points is two points. That they, they don't really ask how. They ask how many. But Colleton's job is to ask how. And I, and I think the biggest thing for him is, is that since he's taken over this team, he wants them to play a certain way. And that certain way is what's going to get them more consistent wins. And so when they, when they veer from that or when they maybe deviate from his plan specifically, that's when you see him start to get a little bit irked. So... Like you said, he'll take the win. They won't frame it. But this is a guy that wants this team to play a certain way, and he's going to be a little bit bullnosed about it, at least as much as J.C. can be bullnosed. And and he has that cachet, too, because when they have played the way he wants them to play, uh, they they have come out and at least come out with a point out of the game or, or, or come out and win those. And granted, they got away with it uh, last night, And uh, but you know he's of the belief... You know, the way Detroit, they, you know, granted they're below the Blackhawks in the standings, but, you know, they had won two of their previous four. And for much of the game, the Blackhawks were chasing it. And, and that's something that's going to have to be solved tomorrow night. We get to see their response. And the way they have responded so far this season, it, it makes you feel confident that they're going to come forth with a much better effort. Yeah, he's got the room right now. And I, and I think the buy in is so, so important with these guys. And that's where that difference changes. I was talking to somebody about it today, this afternoon on a podcast. And, I don't think last year was guys resisting it. It's just that when you change the whole fundamental idea of what you're doing and how you're playing, that's not a snap of the fingers. It takes a minute to buy in and believe it, especially when 
the core's been so used to doing something for so long. So now you've got these young guys, you've got this energy, you've got this change, and and it worked at the start of the season. So you're right, that cachet's there, the buy-in's there. And when you have that kind of buy-in, when you have that kind of belief and you see the results, it's like, yeah, okay, let's do this. I'll go that direction. And and that's what's happening right now. And, and yesterday, perfect example, they don't completely do the play the way that Jeremy wants them to play. They come out and adjust tomorrow, and they probably get a big win. We'll hear from one of those young guys coming up next. Ian Mitchell will join us when Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drives. Continue on 720 WGN. Quick clearing attempt by Keith to Highmore Hawk. Line to camp coming by. He's through center ice over the jacket line. Weaving in front. He gave it to Mitchell. He shoots. He scores! Ian Mitchell's first National Hockey League goal. He went right to the doorstep waiting for a pass, and boy, did David Camp give him one. Mitchell could have shot that one into that with his eyes closed. We're tied at one. That's John Wideman on the call last Thursday night here on 720 WGN. Welcome back to Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Kane and Taves Drive. Chris Bowden, Nick Ismondi with you, and we are pleased now to be joined by the man who scored that first career NHL goal, the second-round pick in 2017, Ian Mitchell. So, Ian, you know, since you've agreed to come on during an off night here in Detroit, and we led off with that, uh, we're going to let you pump your own tires here. Walk us through that again and, uh, you know, reveal uh, how hot that phone was and uh, how much more difficult it was to sleep uh, after that all went down last Thursday night. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for having me on, guys, but... That was uh, that was definitely a special moment, and uh, it all started with with dunks on the breakout. He makes a great great play to to bypass two four checkers, and uh, he doesn't even get a point on the play. So I give a bit of a shout out to him there. But uh, I saw an opportunity to to jump up in the play, and um, Campy made a great pass to me on a back door, and then yeah, the, the call kind of said it all. I could have definitely my eyes closed, I think. But yeah, I wanted you to confirm um, that. I mean, you know, John, John sometimes gets a little carried away there, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, definitely a special moment, and it was really, really cool to, to see all the messages that that came through after, and getting to to talk to the people close to me after the game was uh, very cool. That's something you dream about your whole life: scoring a goal in the NHL. So, um, something I won't forget. I'd have missed the net with my wa- my eyes wide open there, boys. So it doesn't matter. But Ian, yes, eyes closed. Me, I would have I'd have shot it wider, hit the post. That that sound pretty much defined my hockey career. But Ian, I'm actually in Denver, and I, it's funny. I had uh, I'm 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 friends with your old coach DC. And we 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 uh, we used to have lunch pretty pretty frequently before uh, the world kind of turned upside on its end. And I remember sitting at a at a restaurant just near DU, and we were chatting about you. And he told me you were going to be a rock star in this in this league one day, and I. I bought in fully, but how, how much did he mean to you, your your, your coach here in, at uh, at Denver University when you were here, and how much did he really have a, a factor in who you became as an NHL player? Yeah, oh, DC was huge. We uh, right from day one when I got there, we really kind of hit it off and, and had a great relationship right from the beginning. He uh, he's a great communicator and um, really pushed me to, to become better defensively, and I think that's what allowed me to transition um, so quickly, I think, to, to play at this level. It's, it's all about defending, and um, if you can defend, then I think you can play at this level. So um, I think the offense is going to start to come, but um, I think D.C., I can't even put into words how, how great he was for me and to be able to, to come play in the NHL now. So, so thankful for my time at D.U. Yeah, and the three years there, you took your time getting here, even though 
you know, I think uh, Stan Bowman really wanted you to, to, to be a Blackhawk a year ago, but he respected your wishes. And, you know, now that you're here, it's never going to be perfect for any rookie every night. It's not that way for any veteran either. And Jeremy Carlton talked the other day about, you know, wanting to see controlled aggression and decisiveness among his young guys. Don't don't be uh, don't hesitate. Don't be afraid of the, of the stage you're on. Don't even think about that. Realize you're worthy of being on the ice with with uh, all these great players you're going up against. Uh, how naturally has that come to you, especially by putting in that extra year over at Denver? Yeah, I think that definitely helped too. Um, a big thing is that when I do make mistakes, I feel like for the most part I'm making them um, out of out of aggression and and trying to to make the right play, not necessarily um, kind of like you said, being conservative and sitting back. That's never a recipe for success. So um, I think it's always better to be playing on your toes and trying to make plays. So um, I feel like that uh, having that extra year at school maybe gave me that confidence to to not be afraid against to play against some of these players. Even I had a little video session today with, with our D coach, Sheldon Burkbank, and um, he almost tried, maybe said, kind of reel it in a, a bit sometimes. You're no against, no who you're out against. Like one time I was out against Larkin, and um, maybe don't maybe don't try to push for that extra offensive play. Maybe try and sit back and make sure you're defending him well. So um, I think it's definitely, I mean, being a young player, yes, but I definitely want to contribute and help the team in any way I can too. So being aggressive is part of my game. You know, Ian, one of the things that I've been talking about a lot publicly is just the buy-in of this group and, and how successful they've been. And you get a lot of questions about the old guys and the young guys and the mentoring. And, of course, that's all important. But for me, I feel like that the mix that you guys have right now and the vibe in the locker room and the buy-in with the way that the, the coaching staff wants you guys to play is, is sort of what's putting you guys in a good position. Do you do you feel that that, that room and this team is, is a cohesive unit right now? Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's really light right now. Going to the rink, it's, um, we're just playing, having fun. There's no there's no extra pressure. We're just going on the ice and um, playing the game that we love. So um, I think it all kind of stems from we really enjoy being around each other at the dressing room, and um, there is a great team cohesion, kind of like you said, where we really enjoy to be around each other, and I think that translates well to the ice and shows how we're playing, and we're playing for each other, and I think that's why we're having success. Well, uh, your defensive partner over the last couple of weeks, Duncan Keith, had his turn meeting the media. I know you did uh, yesterday, I believe, prior to the game. And Duncan talked after today's practice. And I want you to listen to a little <laughs> bit of something that Duncan had to say. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you can learn uh, from everybody. It's not just, uh, you know, a young guy learning from an older player. And the young guys bring a lot to the table in that. It's not just their youthful energy or you know whatever you want to call it but they've got uh, they're you know in the nhl for a reason and they've got uh, special things about their game so it's nice to to kind of watch and see what they do as well all right uh duncan uh, shouting out the young guys teaching him a thing or two all right ready set go list all the things you have taught duncan keith go, go ahead start the laundry list <laughs> yeah i'm not sure honestly but uh i actually because i think he said that a few times so i asked him one day what what have i taught you yeah so he said uh he said just the uh energy i bring to the rank every day he said that that's something he's taken from me so um i guess yeah i'm teaching Dunky key things I, that's not something i <laughs> thought that i'd ever be saying but <laughs> pretty cool <laughs> Duncan Keith, by the way, that guy, for those of you that don't know, insane shape. I, I absolutely loved his 
his take on uh, on how things go mentally and and you know little things that aren't necessarily hockey. Talked about his breathing. Talked about mental preparation. All that super super important. What what what's what do you think the biggest thing that you've taken from your time with him, Ian? Obviously, there's a lot of guys, and I, I know you've mentioned looking up to him and now being on the ice and obviously partnered with him. But what do you think the biggest takeaway is that that maybe you've learned from him or a, a nugget that he's given you that that has changed the way that you look at the game or the way that you play? Yeah, for me, it's his, it's his mentality. It's, uh, he could, he could go and play a a poor game by his standards, but he would always think to himself, he played great. Like, it's just that next, next shift mentality where no matter what happens, it's just water off his back, like move on next shift's going to be my best shift ever kind of thing. Like it's just being able to put, put mistakes in the past and go out and, and put your best foot forward every single shift. And I think that's what um, I've definitely taken from him in, in the short time that I've known him. Um, I think that's what allows him to to not only be such a great player, but also to have the longevity that he's had. Just having that mental toughness to to be able to, to bounce back and rebound so quickly is, is very important, especially for a defenseman, because things don't always go our way <laughs> all the time. So um, that's something that I've definitely taken from him in this short time. Well, well, maybe someday you'll have the same flow as him. He'll uh, he'll he'll encourage you to to let it all grow out there. Right um, um, I, I know there maybe. with with so with so many uh, young guys there uh, at the blue line. Uh, you know, there's there's a rookie on every pair right now, as as it stands right now, as of as of last night's game or for the last handful of games. And there has to be a certain sense of camaraderie. You know, not only are, are Lucas and, and Nicholas in the lineup there with you every night over the past week, ten days or so. Uh, Adam Boquist has to be chomping at the bit, knocking at the door, trying to get, work his way into the lineup. Same for Wyatt Kalanuk, who we had on the show last week after he played, you know, a game or two down in Rockford. Now he's back up. Uh, I'm sure there has to be a, a certain sense of camaraderie as you guys experience this for the first time, but also a sense of, of competition, knowing that, uh, you know, if, if you're not holding up your end of the bargain and playing your game the way you should, somebody's always going to be ready to step in. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. Um, I think that's kind of what you want as a young player is having that competition, but um, it also allows us a chance to grow together and hopefully be that next, the next young core of the Blackhawks. And um, you know, we want to have the same kind of success that, that you know, the Blackhawks of the, the 2010s had. So we feel like there's a great opportunity for all of us to, to become really big contributors to this team, and we've all become really good friends. So I know I'm, I'm roommates with Wyatt in Chicago now. We've got an apartment together, so... Um, we've become really close, and um, but that's the same with with all the young guys, Hags, Bodes, Johnny, all the young guys. I mean, we've all become really close, and it's it's exciting to come to the rink every day to uh, you know compete with those guys and try to win hockey games. Ian, do you find a little similarities with the, the the college schedule based on the way that things are this year? Obviously, this is a weird year, and it, it won't be like this, uh, you know, as you move forward in your NHL career. But seeing the same teams every other night, uh, a little bit less of a of a schedule games wise, not so much travel. This has got to kind of lend itself to what you were used to in college, no? Yeah, definitely seeing the same team um, multiple times is uh, definitely very similar to college. But, uh, I mean, it's a little bit different, of course, playing at a higher level. But um, it's definitely been nice kind of being able to schedule the way it is, getting to stay in the same place a few nights over. Definitely made travel better than than what I've heard it usually is. So um, you're not getting in at 3 in the morning someplace and then having to play the next day. You get always get a good night's rest. So I think that's been huge, especially for me as a young player, trying to adjust to the league. I um, I feel like I'm not getting as worn down as maybe I would have had the, the schedule been as it usually is. 
So as, as we let you go here, I want to give you this. I know you, you grew up in, in St. Albert's, and uh, uh, that's where our our color analyst here on WGN Radio, former Blackhawk Troy Murray, grew up. And you actually played as a youth in Troy Murray Arena. Um, uh, was it at that point when you stepped onto that ice and you were surrounded by that aura that you knew that your ticket, your professional ticket, was going to be punched? Just just being in the presence and 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 feeling the ghost of Troy Murray once you stepped onto that ice. <laughs> Legend. Yeah, I spent a lot of hours, a lot of hours on that ring. Um, I'm actually from a little town called Calhoun, but I did play a lot of. Uh, hockey in St. Albert. I was born there, but uh, our team in Calgary, we were called the Chiefs. We had the same logo as the Blackhawks, so mm-hmm. uh, I guess from that moment on, I guess it was destined to, to play for the Blackhawks, so um, yeah, actually, I, I know Troy a little bit. We text here and there, so I told him, yeah, it was all those hours spent playing on his rank that got me here, so it's <laughs> definitely cool that he's around the organization, too. What, what was, the, was the arena kept up well? Did they pick up the garbage? Was it, uh, was it in good shape? Um I certainly hope so with his name stamped on it. What's his statue look like out front, too? Is it massive? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, they got a little, it's uh, twin rings. They got one side to Troy Murray and the other side to Mark Messier. So, oh! That little oh. plaque uh, for both of them. So, um, yeah, it's a nice little complex to have there for uh, two famous players from the area. Messier and Murray forever uh, forever linked as uh, they used to go head-to-head a lot during the 80s. And uh, you're linked to them as well. You're now linked to the Blackhawks. Blackhawk fans are certainly happy to uh, have you. And uh, congratulations on the great start. Uh, thanks for joining us, and go get them tomorrow night. All right, Ian? Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks right. again, guys. Ian Mitchell joining us here on Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Appreciate the visit with him, and uh, he's a guy who keeps it real and in uh, very good humor as well. <laughs> Time for our, another break here as we hit the bottom of the hour at 730. Uh, about 15 minutes to go here on this shortened version of Blackhawks Live. Nick and I will be right back, but first let's head over to the newsroom with the headlines. Here is Vic Vaughn. Ends up behind the Hawk. Then Subban put it around to the near side to Suter. He'll flip the puck back in behind the net. Away goes up the far side to Bodan. He'll pass ahead now. Suter will lead a two-on-one break with Kubalik in over the wing line. Gave it a Kubalik. Right circle closes in. Shoots. He scores! Dominic Kubalik with his second goal of the night. Beats Grice. And the Hawks win in overtime 3-2. to two. Oh, what a play by the two guys that came from the Swiss League. Suter to Kubalik. Closed into the right circle and snaps it past Grice. And the Hawks win for the third time in their last four games in overtime, 3-2. to two. As sweet and satisfying as some hot chocolate there, the Swiss Connection doing it last night. John with a call here on 720 WGN. Welcome back to Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Kane and Taves Drive. Nick is Mondi. I'm Chris Bowden. And uh, we only got about uh, seven more minutes to go because of Northwestern basketball coming up against Illinois. But uh, just going back to last night's game, it was a long time coming for Dominic Kubelik, the Calder Trophy finalist. I wanted to talk about him and him finally getting some even strength goals. All Most of his production had come on the power play so far this season. So that has to make number eight feel good. And also, stick tap to the first name you heard on that highlight, Malcolm Subban. And Nick, this is the third straight time he has come in after a week or so off 
in those three games since he was the guinea pig in that opener down in Tampa a little bit more than a month ago, he has a 9.39 save percentage. Yeah, and a, a, you know, a T65 goals against average. I, I absolutely love the way that he's playing. And I, I got a chance to see him a lot when, when I was with Vegas for the first two years there and, and when, when Malcolm came in. And just seeing the way that he prepares and seeing the way that he, he watched and learned from, from Dave Pryor, who was the goaltending coach at the time, and then obviously Marc-Andre Fleury. I knew, I knew he's got it in him, and, and it's, it's so great to see him starting to play well because he kept them in that game yesterday, gave them a chance to yeah. win. Obviously, the Hawks didn't really come out very well, but seeing Malcolm do well is, is awesome. He's such a great person, and, and he's got a ton of talent, and I, and I think he's really going to just continue to get more confident. And then same thing with, with Kubi. I mean, this is a guy who obviously, as you mentioned, uh, Calder finalist last year, he's going to get hot. It's going to happen, and I think last night was a real good opportunity to see him pop one in and then see that see that confidence build. He's all smiles. This is one of the classiest guys, I, I think, on the, on the team, and uh, obviously a guy that as soon as he gets rolling, it's because it's going to be like the floodgates open. So it, look, look for more from Kubi. Yeah, and it was it was good to see, you know, during the recent uh, homestand, homestand, I should say homestand, it was a two-game set against yeah. Columbus, but, you know, they're the previous two games against Dallas. Uh, once Jeremy put Suter in between Debrickett and Kane, those guys were on absolute fire. It was a little quieter night for them last night in Detroit, but uh, speaking of Kubalik, you, you saw that line with Strom, and Brandon Hagel was elevated to that line, and he made things uh, happen uh, on the Matthias Yanmarko when he was out on the ice together with them, as Jeremy does some mixing and matching. But you saw a little bit uh, more uh, stronger efforts from that line, uh, standard by Strom, and Carl Soderberg starting to come on as well. As uh, you know, uh, for the most part, he, he had uh, Kurashev and, and Yanmark on his wings, but you're finally seeing Carl Soderberg. He's not the, the the most fleet of foot guy on that roster by any means, but he brings so much other stuff to the table. He mentioned it took him a while to get going, and now we're starting to see that with the game-tying goal against Columbus and that sweet apple last night to set up uh, Matthias Yanmark. Well, I love the parity that this roster has right now, and I love the adaptability of it. And I think that's something that you don't always get with hockey teams. Yeah, there's mixing and matching from times, but when that happens, that normally means, okay, something's wrong in the roster. Coaches are trying to shake it up to just to, to inspire guys and get them going. But with this with this roster and the current situation in the world in the NHL, it's adaptability, and you have to be able to move around, and you have to be able to mix and match and, and get some pairings going. Uh, you know, you go back to maybe a, a lesser of a, of a dynamic game from uh, – to bring it and Patrick Kane the other night, but whatever, that's all right. They've been just absolutely lights out, and that's you give them a minute to catch their breath, no problem there at all. I've been super impressed with those two guys. Patrick Kane remains just, oh my gosh, he's just watching him play is like poetry in motion out there, and I absolutely love the way Brinks has been playing. But man, Hagel, that guy brings so much energy. If I'm playing on a line with him, I'm like, I got to keep up with this guy because he's going to create an opportunity and he's going to score some goals here. Like that's gonna start to happen. He's he, he's had breakaways, and I know he's been a, a distributor more than a finisher. But oh my gosh, this kid when he pops one too, same thing. Floodgates are gonna open up, and it's gonna be amazing. But if you're playing on a line with with Hagel, you're like, okay, I gotta go. I yeah. gotta make sure I bring it because this kid's gonna go a million miles an hour, and he's gonna put the puck on my stick, and I better be in the right spot to finish for him. And that that's what Kubalik and, and Yanmark were talking about after the game. They were asked about playing with Hagel because they each have had their turns here yeah. lately, and even within. <laughs> Last night's game, and uh, yeah, he does so much for everyone else on the ice, and pretty soon he is going to get rewarded himself. You know, on the uh, on the stat sheet for the things he does, Lord knows he's had enough breakaways so far, and it's going to end up getting in the back of the net for him. Hey, before we sign off the 
Blackhawks had a very important announcement earlier today about them partnering once again with the uh, PWHPA, the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, along with Bauer and Secret, to host that Dream Gap Tour that we saw last year here in yeah. Chicago at the United Center and at Fifth Third Arena. It's the very best women's hockey players in the world, including uh, the new uh, uh, player development coordinator, um, uh, Kendall Coyne Schofield. She is going to play in this event once again. It's March 6th at the United Center, Fifth Third Arena on March 7th. It comes on the one-year anniversary of that um, NBC uh, SN broadcast, the all-female broadcast with Kate Scott and A.J. Malesko, Catherine Tappan, and Kendall was a part of that. Well, uh, that trio, uh, Scott, Malesko, and, and Tappan, will be there calling the game from the United Center 2 o'clock on March 6th uh, on that anniversary weekend, and Kendall's going to be participating in it. I know you had some uh, great interaction uh, recently here real quickly with uh, uh, your work with the Professional Women's uh, Hockey Players Association, and uh, looking forward to having this event come back here this year. Yeah, it's incredible. The PWHPA is, is amazing. It truly is Incredible hockey to watch. Make sure you tune in for that. You know, Kendall's been a good friend of mine for a while. And, and last year when I was with the Hawks, she called and asked if I would, would jump in the play-by-play seat for the for the event in Chicago. And then I went on to do another event, uh, a couple of games for them in, in Phoenix last year uh, in early March before everything went crazy. But it is fantastic hockey. I mean, it is fast-paced. It's action-packed. It's high-scoring. It, it's truly incredible. My hat goes off to the to the Chicago Blackhawks and AT&T and Bauer and, 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 and of course, Seeker, who are behind the Dreamcast. Tour. And, you know, I'm looking forward to being a part of it again this year. Uh, I, I think it's just incredible. And, you know, Kendall Coyne has been such an amazing ambassador. And Gina Hefford, uh, you know, she deserves a lot of credit for what she's done for the PWHPA as well and, and all the amazing women that have participated in it. It's, uh, it's going to be real cool, and I can't wait to watch. All right. Another fun, uh, well, 45 minutes this time around. We'll go the full hour next Monday. Uh, great good, to be good. with you again, man. Hey, thanks, Bodes. Uh, have uh, stay warm out there. If you need me to come out and shovel for you, I <laughs> no, can, you I won't. Can, I'll, I'll use the extra cash. <laughs> no, you won't. Anyway, Jamie Faulkner, the president of business operations for the Blackhawks, now proudly making that announcement about the PWHA today, uh, and hopefully we'll have her on to talk about it a little bit more in the coming weeks on Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. Uh, special thanks behind the scenes. First of all, Ian Mitchell for joining us, the Blackhawks Media Relations for helping set that up. To our producer Curtis Koch and to our engineer. Brett Jackson, we want to thank you all for listening once again. 